Hello and welcome to the Coleman's Podcast. Today me and the lads are going to talk to comedian and funny man Bernard Casey. So sit back, relax and enjoy the podcast. Well boys, how are you? Good, how are you? Not too bad, no, all. you're enjoying your TY. Yeah, um, I'm Luke, this is Dermot to my left and Aaron to my right. We're all a big fan of your uh, videos on YouTube and we're really excited for the interview. But uh, Here, anyone listening at home that's unfamiliar with your work, would you tell us a bit about yourself and kind of what, what's the kind of comedy you'd be at? Yeah, so my name is Bernard Casey. I'm a comedian. Uh, I do acting. I do drama workshops. And I'm from a village called Port McGee in County Kerry. And I suppose for the last... Uh, I've been doing stand-up comedy for nearly 12 years now. So since I was 20... I started doing stand-up comedy. I first began at UCC. Uh, it was There was a comedy society in the university, so I joined that in my last kind of two months of college. I said, if I don't join this now, I'm not going to be able to, you know, you're not going to get that resource uh, any, in the workforce. So I said, you know, I, I went for it and I joined it. And after one gig, really, to be honest, I was hooked. And I was starting to do stand-up comedy. Then I ventured into the world of kind of YouTube videos. So making short kind of content on everyday Irish life, anything from the GA to uh, Irish language, uh, how we learn French here in Ireland as well. Things, uh, you know, I did videos on the uh, Irish Rail, so just kind of comparing the English and Irish announcements. And then I suppose the big thing I did in the last few years was the local gossip and the nephew. So I created a character with teeth, so milk teeth, put them in, and they were kind of... Uh, Jekyll and Hyde, kind of, uh, <clears throat> they were just like a duo that were always clashing over incidences. And and uh, so that became very popular since about 2018. And on, the, on top of that, I was able to do a lot of live shows. I was able to do, um, I, I sold out the INEC in Killarney and the, the Cork Opera House, of course, in, in the city. And uh, the, the in and Vickers Street, Dublin, which was a big one as well, you know, because uh, you would you would be too sure if the, if the Dublin crowd would have liked the would have liked the local gossip, but uh, they came out in there for they came out in force to support it anyway. But that's what I do, and I do uh, work with in acting in terms of TV. So I would have done work with Oliver Callan on Callan's Kicks. Um, I would have done the work with Blind Boy from the Rubber Bandits. So it's 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 good work to it's it's an enjoyable way of life that I've kind of worked hard at over the last uh, decade or so. Uh, did you always want to become a comedian ever since you were young, or was it something you just kind of got an old club? When I was 16, we did the U Club play, and that was like a, it was like a short five minute comedy sketch that was entered into a competition. And we just wanted to do it for the crack, we thought it would be something different, and, and let's see what it's like. And now we ended up winning the other end with it, and that kind of really planted the seed. Like, you know, like Jesus, we can win it all Ireland, but this is looking great. So I uh, did that, and I really enjoyed. I just be, enjoy being on the stage, and down at home in Kerry, there there was a lot of uh, let's say like variety shows and things like that, where you know uh, to raise money for charity or something. They put on a variety show, and I enjoyed doing the short sketches and that. So, it was, um, so that was that, that was great crack. And um, it wasn't for a few years after that. Then I'd say it was only five years later that I actually bit the. Uh, bit the hook and actually did it because I didn't know how I didn't know how to get into it. Do you know, you, you wouldn't when you're from a small rural area, you wouldn't have an idea of how do you go about this. And uh, it's only in college that I learned, and then you you learn the kind of process. It was a slow road, but it was we got there. We're we're still getting there, really. Um, who's your favorite comedian, and are they an inspiration to you, or do you look up to them? Yeah, I suppose like when I was I suppose fourteen, fifteen, Tommy Tiernan was really becoming big at the time. 
he had a DVD called Loose and everybody was watching it. Like everybody in school had it. If you didn't have it, you borrowed it off someone and everyone was quoting it. it was, I think that it was 2005, 2006. That's all people talked about in school, in, uh, uh, you know, at football matches and stuff. If you're just having a chat with someone, you'd be quoting that DVD. And uh, so Tommy Tiernan was a big one. I definitely like, um, when I got older then, I suppose there was a guy called Dylan Moran. Uh, he's hugely famous in the UK and Australia, but he's actually from Navin, which is the same place Tommy Tiernan is from. So I would have been a huge fan of his as well. And I, I suppose on a Saturday night, like when you're younger, you know, when you were 14 or 15, whatever you might have, you're, you're hanging out around the village or whatever. But when you went home, I always watched uh, the Comedy Central and there'd be a thing called, um, it was called the Comedy Store. So it was like five minutes bits of loads of different comedians, people you never knew or didn't hear of, but just sharp, sharp bits. And I loved it. I was like, this is class. Like, you know, I'd love to be able to do that. And it was in, it was always recorded in small little rooms. And uh, I just kind of looked at, at all them kind of guys. You know, I loved a guy called Lee Evans as well. He was huge over in, in, the, in, America, in, in the UK. He was uh, very physical. Like, he was always making funny faces and things like that. Um, but I suppose in terms of acting, then in terms of like a comedy actor, it would have been Jim Carrey. I loved Jim Carrey. He was in like The Mask and Ace Ventura, Bruce Almighty, all them. I was like, this guy's freaking phenomenal, you know. Um, but I love that. Uh, that's what I've loved. I guess we'll, look, everybody loves Will Ferrell, really. Will Ferrell yes. would have been Anchorman and uh, uh, Talladega Nights and all that. He was hugely popular when we were in secondary school and college. It was he, he had a string of massive movies so um all that type of all that type of humor really you know and, and yeah. it, it'll, if you listen to enough of it like if you keep listening to enough of it you'll kind of understand how they come up with the joke and how like their thought process and things like that so yeah it was a very uh, a, a lot of influences really not just the one yeah and you mentioned earlier about all the different characters you have like the the nephew and the gossip and of course you have the Healy Ray and Leo with the voice series, but uh, who's your favourite character or voice to perform, do you think? Character voice, I, I suppose uh, in terms, I, I suppose it's the nephew, really, Yeah. because uh, if I'm out now, if I go to the shop or something, uh, someone would say, how's the nephew? And they'd expect me to react in my own voice, but I'd just go, not so bad. Our tank now. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna make winners this year, boy. <laughs> so we're able to. He'd definitely be my favorite voice to to do. All right, like I, I enjoy doing Leo Brecker and Hugh Ray as well. You know, doing their kind of impressions, really. But they're they're my own kind of version of impression of them, really. Yeah, and is it, is it easy to kind of slip into the voice, or do you have to psych yourself up for it? No, no, it'd be easy enough to slip in. I was always doing voices growing up. Like that was that was the humor in our house growing up. It was who who could you take off? You know, yeah. it was always that. My, my older brother was brilliant at it. Like, but you, he wouldn't go near a stage. You know, like he'd, he'd hate that stuff. Yeah. And uh, but he'd he'd have a natural ear for for accents and for voices and stuff. And I kind of picked up on that really. And, uh, I, I enjoyed the attention he was getting from it. Like I was like, they're all laughing at him doing voices. I can do that as well. <laughs> you yeah. Know? yeah. Uh, are the characters based on people you know, or did you just kind of make them up as you went, or? Kind of made them up as we went, really. Like, uh, I, I just knew the turns of phrase. Like, I would say, my friend and, and we, we were driving up to Cork one night for college from Kerry, 
me and my friend and uh, my friend Stephen, and we were the whole way up just talking like old fellas, like you know. I said, my you know, that, that road is supposed to be very bad, you know, quite just different angle. Yeah, I said that, but I have known that too. That one of the, the, the Sheehan girls, you know, is supposed to be, she's supposed to be going abroad, <laughs> you know. That was pure nonsense. Yeah. And I mean, like, it's a, it's a two-hour journey, and I think we did that for definitely an hour and a half of the journey. Like, And my brother would be the same. Like, we kind of go, isn't it funny the way all that say such and such, you know? Like, it would say going to a carry match now in Dublin. Uh, the big conversation between the old lads, there's nothing about the game. Like, it's, what time did you leave? Huh? And there's not that much traffic. No, Christ, no. And tell me, where did they stop to eat? Oh, Christ, that's a good place for a grub. Oh, Christ, that's a good place for a grub. We stopped there, man. Tim, you know what? This is good. You know, that place there in Lee Shore, oh, that's very good. So it's not even a person, it's, it's everyone. Do you know, yeah. it's, in, it's kind of taking off. Uh, uh, a generation, really. You know, yeah, my generation. Yeah, yeah. And the nephew then is kind of, it's just a younger version of gossip, but more sneaky, you know. Yeah. He's just a younger, modern-day version of, of, uh, of gossip, but he's kind of far more, uh, like, I wanted to make him kind of unlikable, but he's kind of likable at the same time, so just to keep it interesting, you know. Yeah. Will there be an episode five of the voice, or do you think that can go on forever? There is. Yeah, there is. We were we were contemplating, and we were trying to get time to do it. Um, the David Murphy is the filmmaker who makes it. He's from uh, David's from Tralee, lives here, based here at Cork, and is extremely talented guy. Like, but he's he's a very busy man as well. So trying to find time to actually shoot the voice because it's a very technical, and it's a very you know it takes a lot of work. So and we're doing it off our own back, like there we're not, you know, there's no. Uh, TV station or anything behind us. We're just making it ourselves, me and Dave. And uh, there's no other characters. He's not. There's no sound. It's Dave with a camera and me acting it out. And uh, we're, we're 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 literally rocking up to hotels and shops and saying, "Any chance we could film here for a few minutes?" And they're like, "Yeah, walk away." But it is actually in the pipeline. We're going to go for episode five of the voice, and we're going to be filming it on the first week of the Easter holidays. And um, We'll, uh, we'll, 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 it'll be an extra long one as well so I think it'll be the, it'll be, it'll be the final one of that series anyway yeah. Yeah. do you think politicians are a good source of parody then would you yeah, of course yeah they're, they are really I, I always try to with, with, with the voice I said these people can't be this serious and boring all the time you know they can't be like what are they like at home if there's something funny at, you know yeah do they watch TV at all you know I'm sure they have a, a second life that nobody sees um i could never see a politician queuing up in a, at a deli or something you know just normal yeah. everyday stuff like so that's the kind of that's the uh, uh, what i'm trying to look at is what are they what are, what are they hiding because it is like it is a show like a politician it is they can't say they're, they're trained how to talk how to talk to media and stuff like that so um and and, and that's the kind of way i'm looking at it is the parody is 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 what they might be, what they might be like in their private life. Um, as a, a comedian, uh, obviously you do live shows. Have you ever had to deal with heckles? That's well, well, a massive part of my show around heckling and and all that. But I I would call it trouble interaction really because yeah. uh, I I look I go looking for it like yeah. you know I, I especially with the characters I go up and say like you know who's this boy that's old them huh Christ I might know if you're stuck in short a little bit. And tell me what you do for yourself. 
But regard, question attack you, which you know, move on to the next person, and then you know, there's various. Um, I don't mind it at all. Now, I, I'm, you you'd have someone. Uh, I consider a heckler as someone who's actually being disruptive. Yeah. You know, like I remember one night uh, doing a show, and there was this lads up the front, and they just kept repeating the same thing. Just they kept saying, "Yeah, Waterford, yeah, Waterford," and it made no sense, you know, to what we were doing and eventually like, cr- people in the crowd were going hey, shut the fuck up like you're you're annoying no like you're not even funny like you know yeah uh, and that's 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 tricky to deal with now you have to be just if be well uh, well rehearsed and well experienced in improv for that you have to go out there sometimes and just go off the cuff and see what what will come um but that that's the acting training too really improves that you know because yeah. uh, I went to college in, in Cork and Stephanie and I went to the Gaiety and stuff. So you're learning all about acting and acting on the spot and improvisation. And, and uh, that really helps, you know. Uh, where did you get the idea to teach from? That's kind of a deal breaker for your... I used to do it. Uh, I used to do it. In the, I used to work in a shop in Port McGeezer in the summer. I used to do it the odd time. i put them in. And I'd have my mouth closed like, like that. And someone would come in and they'd say, how are you? And that's right. And that you know they get a kick out of it, uh. So I kind of did it there, and then I was doing it down. It was in, we were in Cove about five years ago now. Uh, me and Laura, we were coming home, and uh, she had bought the milky teeth, and I said, "Oh, give me one of them there." Actually, I said, uh, "I can." I used to always do this in the shop. And I just started talking to her with the teeth, like, you know, and hey, well, look at me, she's been home. Who will? Ah, thank you. Will you look at that girl? I was in the same class as her father. Ah, go on now, you know. So I kind of people just loved it. Like I put it up, and people were like, Jesus, "This is exactly like my fucking uncle, or this is exactly like one of the lads down the road, or whatever." So I kind of just went with it, really. Um, where's your favorite place to perform comedy? Favorite place? Uh, there's Shirley a lot of great, you know, which is surely Cork City now. The Cork Opera has oh, there's there's two great places in Cork City. There's uh, City Limits, which is the comedy club, and I love there. And uh, the there's the the Coco Club. It's upstairs in the Roundy, which is in the city as well. There are two they're the main comedy clubs, and you'd have Collins as well. They're great. They're proper rooms. Like you'd love doing them. I love doing uh, Mike the Pies in the stall. Probably be my top one really. Like it's, it's the one where I bounce off the, the audience quickest. And uh, many a time I was up. My in my toys with no no material at all, only talking to the crowd for an hour, and just running with that, you know. So uh, I, I that's that's where I would say that I'm at my strongest. Yeah, and uh, what would be some advice you give any aspiring comedians just to stick at it? Is it stick at it? Like there's you know there's a lot of kind of like, throwaway phrases I could say. Oh, stick at it, and your time will come. But like you you have to keep gradually working away, keep working away at it. Get your, if you're doing comedy, be it online or, or stand-up comedy, keep plugging away and, and be self-aware, I would say. Like you're not gonna be you're not gonna be a viral sensation in one night. If you are, then Jesus fair play to you. But in the long run, like keep looking at how how, how can I develop it, how can I make it better, what am I doing wrong? What do people like? What don't they like? You know, keep questioning and it's it's the same way you would do with it. With anything really, you, you you look at it. If even if it comes to sport, 
you look at yourself, how can I get fitter? How can I get faster? How can I get stronger? It's just apply the same thing to, to, to comedy. Like, be questioning yourself. Be aware of when you're when you're not good. <laughs> you know, you have to be aware of something that's not good as well. And uh, I suppose consistency and perseverance are two of the key words, I would say. Uh, consistency of, of doing it regularly, all the time, you know, do your live show every week, practice every week, do new five minutes, or do a, a video every week. And perseverance then is just, just sticking at it. There's going to be hard times. Um, sit back, see where what direction you're going, and, and just plow on. You know, sometimes it just needs to get done. Is it hard work, or does much time go into preparing it? Like, is it a full time job, or is it a hobby you do in the evenings? Or oh, it's full time now. I'd be full time, but it's for for the last good good number of years. Um, I kind of tied it in. I I I qualified in primary teaching about five years ago, and but I never really taught. Like, I kind of taught for three or four months maybe and the comedy took off so I was like great I jumped ship straight away <laughs> I still got the comedy and I kind of tied it in then with, with I do drama and improv workshops so I go to like lads like yourselves now and do a workshop uh, and I, that's kind of that's my my week, midweek job we'll say I would do three or four of them a week now around the country I go to a different school every week there are about two hours with each group and, you know, you're just showing them the basics. This is how you can do it. This is the step-by-step process of making a sketch. And uh, this, it kind of acts as a team-building thing as well. So that's that's what... I, and that's another tip I would give someone as well if they were going into the world of comedy or acting. If you're like... Because, look, people need to make money too. And you need to pay bills and stuff. Try and get a job that's within that realm, you know? Like, even if you were to say, if you wanted to be a DJ, there's no, no harm in getting a job in a nightclub or a bar. You know, at least you're surrounded by that. Uh, get a job on a radio station, make the cup of tea, you know, slowly yeah. but surely you'll be coming in and seeing how it's done. Um, try try always to be getting, um, to be working within that. Tier. Like, say, no, if I was if I was doing comedy every week and my, my midweek job was, was laying blocks, it would, like, I'd be wrecked. I'd have no energy. I'd have no inspiration as such to, to, to go and, 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 and do it at the weekends because, it's outside that realm, you know. That's what I would say. Anyway, even like fitness instructors, they do spinning classes, they do Pilates, they do yoga, they do all sorts. There, that's the same type of thing. They're keeping within their industry. Yeah, uh, I suppose the question everyone's dying to ask you now is, uh, will you do a couple of voices for us? I will. No bother, dog. Give me a shout. Who, who do you want me to do? Uh, I suppose start off with Healy Ray, so he's probably the funniest. I'd like say. Really, <laughs> Jeez, uh, that's really good, that. Yeah. Uh, have you another one? Uh, Leo Radker, I'd say, yeah. Uh, well, you know, we're here. TY, <laughs> uh, transition year. Amazing. It's pretty much your time for a student to sit back after doing nothing for their junior cert and sit back for a full-on year and reflect on all the nothing they did the year before. So it's wonderful. An opportunity to go to Italy for, you know, gang of 
40, 50 students off to some place in the middle of Europe having a laugh. Wouldn't mind doing that myself. <laughs> Boy, there, uh, we all Martin, so one more. Well, it's very, very important. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, of course, now my beloved Nemo Riggs lost the county final last year to say football. My son is involved. There might have been an economic crisis happening at the time, but only my eyes were on the field for Nemo and the Bars. So we'll see how things go this year. But for Cork and Kerry in the football this year, it should be uh, an interesting, very interesting game because uh, Cork are coming in under the radar. Did it take a while for you to perfect? Like, did you get the first try or a lot of practice for devices? A uh, little bit of practice, like you'd be like driving in the car or something. All by myself, you could practice in a way, talking away, like a madman. There'd be people in traffic. It's great. Thank God, this Bluetooth came in. People could always think you're on a phone call. But, uh, <laughs> way doing doing voices. Um, but yeah, I thought some some would take a little bit of practice. You'd have to tune in a little bit more. Out the likes of. Connor Moore, no, Connor sketches, he'd be like a 100% impersonator. Like that's his, his, his game is that. So he, he really, he, he can sit down and study someone for a week and get it and have a video on them the following week. Whereas I'm kind of more like, I'm more sketch comedy where it's kind of about the situation. But uh, it is, it's, 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 a, it's a kind of, it can be learned. It, it, it can be learned a bit, but it's, some people just naturally have it, you know, have your, an ability to mimic. Did it take long to build your audience or did you kind of blow up straight away or did it, was it like a slow process? I suppose um, a slow enough process. It wasn't too slow. Like it was, it was just the quality, I suppose the quality of the videos I was putting out at the beginning were very good. I was getting lads who were like filmmakers, friends of mine that were filmmakers. They were making the sketches and they were editing them. They looked very good. So people would watch them straight away. And I would have a lot of kind of earlier hits like the Irish Oral and uh, I would have had one called the GEA Stereotypes. So there was a lot of them type of videos that did well back around 2013 that way, 2013, 2014. And it just kind of steadily, steadily, and back then you could have two videos in three months and that would be fine. But no, you wouldn't, people need to be making constant content. But back then it was great because you weren't under pressure to be putting out a video every Every day, every week, you just you could put them out every so often when you when you thought it was good enough, uh, and then I suppose it just started to gradually. Uh, the the big one was probably the French oral and the Polish barman. Those two videos were the ones that that got me to kind of a lot of the subscribers and followers and things. Uh, and is, is your material kind of transferable to other countries? Do you think like would you be able to do a global tour? Do you think it's more suited to Irish people than the country? Characters, the characters are certainly more suited to, to, to Irish communities. Like it probably wouldn't be at the moment. That's probably something that I'd have to look at going forward, like developing more universal content that people could relate to. But you see, my background is always in stand-up comedy. That's where I started. So I still have a stand-up comedy set. Do you know, that's just me and not the characters. And it's, it's general it's general topics. So yeah. uh, you, you always have that to rely on. And then when you bring in the character, then they they find it unusual. That, like it's obviously unusual to them, but they're they're fascinated by it too. You know, yeah. the character. Now gossip might be way too strong, Kerry Irish, for for the, the nephew. Not too much. He's, yeah. he's kind of travels. He, he travels better. He's a better kind of a 
wider audience. Yeah, that's all the questions we have for you anyway. Thanks for coming on. Thank you, Bernard, for coming on the podcast as a guest. We really appreciate it from me, Dermot, Aaron, and all the team. Thank you for listening and see you in the next one.